The federal government has announced two new fuel standards aimed at improving the impact of transport emissions. But it's not just about reducing climate impacts. Is there a hidden health benefit found in improving Australia's car fuels? Matthew Ward-Ages reports. The federal government says Australians will be getting more bang for their buck come January 1 next year, when its new vehicle efficiency standards come into effect. It says those standards would save motorists about $1,000 on their petrol bill each year. And it comes on the back of a similar announcement that would introduce a fuel quality standard aimed at reducing noxious emissions. The policies have been welcomed too enthusiastically by environmental advocates and cautiously by automotive and consumer groups. The overall premise of it is to try and catch up on essentially what the rest of the world is doing and what we should have been doing for more than a decade. That's Mark Borlase, future mobility specialist at the Royal Automobile Association in South Australia. The change to the in the federal Labor government has meant that they've got a, an agenda to at least try and match some of the world and the emission standards and to do that you need your fuel refineries to have a, a different process for making cleaner fuels and you've got to start to incentivise cleaner cars coming to Australia or looking the other way, disincentivise heavy polluters from coming to Australia because Australia has been going against the trend. Borlase says that trend has been for the average Australian car to grow in size compared to most other markets where they've been shrinking, including the big truck-loving United States. The Australian government is looking towards a US-style standard. Over there, the new passenger and light commercial car fleet averages about 170 grams of carbon dioxide per kilometre. In Australia, it's nearly 10 grams higher. Over the course of a year, that works out to around an extra 110 kilograms of CO2 per car on average. Across all cars on the road, that's a million tonnes of carbon that could be avoided. Australia's fuel efficiency standards will work like those in other countries, where automakers aim to keep the emissions of the cars they sell below a threshold. And if that average is below or above a certain number, if it's below the grams per kilometre, you'll get a credit. If it's above, you'll pay a penalty of around $100 per gram for every car you sell. Now, that line, where that line is going to be, hasn't been drawn yet. And the government are saying within the next month, after they've said this is the approach we're going to take, We'll show you where the line's going to be, and then we'll have a better understanding of what that means for individual manufacturers. Borlase says it's likely that car makers will opt for low emissions electric vehicles to bring their averages down. But while environmental groups have welcomed more efficiency, and automotive groups are waiting to see what it means for their top selling petrol SUVs, one issue that has flown under the radar is the health impact. The federal government says its new standards would save Australia $6.1 billion in health and fuel costs until 2040. Quality standards are designed to reduce pollutants being emitted from vehicle exhausts, and more efficient vehicles should mean less of those materials are leaving the tailpipe as well. Claire Walter is a public health PhD candidate at Melbourne University's School of Population and Global Health. Last year, she co-authored a paper on the health impacts associated with traffic emissions in Australia. It came as Australia was found to have fewer premature deaths from air pollution than New Zealand, a smaller country with fewer people and fewer cars. I mean, when New Zealand came out with more air pollution-related deaths in New Zealand than Australia last year, you had to scratch your head and look at Australia and go, well, you know, something's wrong here. How can there be a cogent reason why New Zealand would have more air pollution-related deaths in Australia? 
She says the difference comes down to accounting. New Zealand considers two types of tailpipe emissions in air pollution deaths. One is toxic particulate matter called PM2.5. The others are nitrous oxides. Australia, on the other hand, traditionally considers only PM2.5 in its counting. Australia's been using very outdated data methods that have biased our results towards underestimating. New Zealand attributed just under 3,500 premature deaths to air pollution. When the New Zealand methodology is applied to Australia, Walter found more than 11,000 Australians would die prematurely from air pollution each year, a figure that the Albanese government is now using. So, Claire Walter, why are nitrous oxides so bad for human health? We know nitrous oxides are the best surrogate for vehicle pollution. Um, They're the most specific to vehicles in urban environments. And we also know nitrogen dioxide itself has inflammatory effects. So we inhale it, it increases inflammatory markers in the lungs, it causes you know, immediate difficulties um, in people who are sensitive with breathing, it increases the risk of both upper and lower respiratory tract infections, but it also causes systemic inflammation. And why that's really important is it puts our whole body under stress. Walter expects the introduction of improved fuel quality and emission standards will have a measurable health benefit. Yeah, they should improve health outcomes significantly in Australia, particularly with regards to children and respiratory impacts. I think we should be able to see measurable improvements fairly quickly if they're implemented you know, in a meaningful way. You know, just transient exposures uh, to vehicle exhaust, particularly nitrogen dioxide, is associated with a marked increase in asthma exacerbations in children. And, you know, if we have cars with lower sulphur content, they're going to be emitting um, much less gaseous pollutants, including sulphur dioxide and particles, which we know cause these asthma exacerbations. Um, And long-term improvement uh, over time will be significant as well. Public Health PhD candidate from Melbourne University, Claire Walter, ending that report from Matthew Ward-Ages.